Today on the Italian radio show, a tribute to Italian-American veterans and Bon Jovi's new song, Unbroken, helps veterans across the USA. All of this and more coming right up on West Coast Italian Radio. Welcome to West Coast Italian Radio. I am your host, Tony Listella, and uh, my co-host, the lovely Marcia Caputo, is in Italy. We'll be talking to her in just a couple of minutes. Um, you know, this we have a great show today because this week is Veterans Day this Wednesday. So uh, our show today is going to be all about Italian-American veterans. But first of all, I got to tell you, we are broadcasting to you live today on 1150 AM KKNW, uh, the lovely Hubbard Broadcasting Studios in Factoria, Washington. And um, you can listen to us there live if on your radio if you're in the greater Puget Sound area. Otherwise, you can hear us live on the Internet. You can stream us by going to our website. Just remember the acronym for West Coast Italian Radio, WCIR.biz, WCIR.biz. Click at the little link at the top of the page. You can stream today's show live where you can listen to all of our shows from forever in our archives there. Uh, and after the show today, this will go in the archives. It will be available all week long for our listeners, okay? If you'd like to call us today and be a part of our uh, of our listening audience to, with some input, our studio line is 425-373-5527. 425-373-5527. All right, and so, you know, now because uh, we have a great show here planned for you, we're going to get right into it. I'm going to give a call here to my co-host, Marcy, who is reporting to us live from Italy now, and see if we can get her on the line. Hey, Marcy, are you there? I'm here. Ciao, Tony. So how's Italy these days? Oh, it's still beautiful. It still looks like spring, so I'm enjoying the weather completely. Well, that's oh. fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, you know, we're getting ready, uh, as you know, here in the United States to celebrate Veterans Day this week. And right. Uh, because of that, you know, t- today's whole show is is really, um, you know, to honor veterans in all of our different segments. Mm-hmm. So I found some Italian news stories for our, our segment here, Umpezzo di Italia nella Northwest, um, that were, ve- you know, veteran-related, and all this stuff is absolutely true. So I wanted to ask you about some of this stuff since, you know, you're there in Italy and how they feel. So the first story that I have is called Veterans Day in Italy. All right, and here is what I basically was able to find out. Okay, it says, similar to America, Italians celebrate, it's Italian Veterans Day, uh, and their celebration is with the ending, it, it marks the ending of World War One. okay, when mm-hmm. they were fighting the Austro-Hungarian Empire, uh, and the end of the war was is celebrated as being November 4th, okay? So right. is that accurate? Yes, it's true. Okay, but I also understand because, you know, it was a very, very big deal uh, when the uh, Americans, of course, came to Italy in the Second World War, and they helped the Italians there to defeat the fascists, defeat the Nazis. Um, And so, you know, the the Italians, you know, are also very much into celebrating 
you know, with us, we celebrate, of course, November 11th, but you know, to really celebrate with their uh, American brothers and sisters our Veterans Day as well. It says that they lay wreaths on all of the war memorials on Italy's Day of the Dead, which is November 2nd. And it also says that many veter- or many Italians throughout Italy, you know, really remember all the terrible things that happened in the Second World War and how much the Americans did to, you know, to help them defeat, like I say, the fascists, the Nazis. And right. so there really is a very warm affection towards Italian soldiers, towards Italian veterans, where they say almost every day uh, in Italy is Veterans Day in terms of celebrating the American soldiers. Is that accurate? So, first, it started really from the beginning of November. Let me explain to you. First November, we have the Day of the Death. Right, right, right. right. So already there is a really uh, celebration that people go to the cemetery, respect, and they have like a um, uh, long weekend because we have all those too. Right. Then we have the 4th November is the day of National Unification and Armed Forces Day, which in Rome is beautiful. They do like you can see Le Forze, the plane flying sure, yeah. sky. I've seen so, pictures of that, yeah. Right, yeah, that, and that's too because it's true. They were, you know, that was the end of everything, so they still want to remember. So it's kind of Thanksgiving, how do you call it? Like, right, uh, right. But, um, but do they celebrate, but they, do they also celebrate, celebrate the, the Americans, you know, in terms of uh, the American soldiers? Yes. I want to say in Italian, but yeah, exactly, you're right. It's like a veteran's a really big celebration, but we started from the beginning of the month, it's like boom, 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 one back and the other one. So they call it long weekend. Sometimes we call it's come on Friday. Guess what? We have Il Ponte. You know what it means, Ponte? Il- they give you the Saturday, Sunday, Monday, your oh, home. Oh, they give you like a three-day weekend kind of like. like right, we celebrate yeah. all this. Yes. Gotcha. That's fantastic. Well, that's very, very uh, heartwarming to know that. Now, my second story uh, is more uh, geared towards Italian-American veterans. The Italian-Americans were the largest ethnic force that served in the U.S. Armed Forces in the 20th century, especially during World War II, okay? Uh, and it's very interesting because, you know, when uh, when Mussolini and, you know, joined sides with Hitler... You know, the Italians were looked at as being our enemy in Italy. And so many of the Italian-Americans here were perceived as a national threat. And kind of overcome that, they just en masse joined the U.S. military, um, you know, despite the fact that they kind of felt like they were fighting, you know, some of their ancestors, you know, at home there, okay? So here are the five. Now, there are, of course, many, many Italian-American veterans and just many veterans in general that we can celebrate. But since this is an Italian-American show, I wanted to uh, discuss, you know, five of the um, of the top uh, honored veterans from World War II in, in that history. The first and probably the most famous is John uh, Basilone. Okay, John mm-hmm. uh, Basilone. Um, he was, uh, he, he, first of all, he served both in the Battle of Guadalcanal and the Battle of Imo Jima, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. first he was in the Army, second then he rejoined and got in the Marines. Um, and basically, uh, in the first battle at Guadalcanal, he literally commanded two sections of machine guns. He held, he held them for two days straight. He held off the enemy until basically he and just one other guy were the only two guys standing. 
okay? Uh, and all mm-hmm. he had left with his, was his pistol and his machete, okay? Right. The second battle was in Iwo Jimo, um, where basically everybody was pinned down in his unit uh, by these machine guns out of this blockhouse, and he single-handedly worked his way th- around and destroyed the blockhouse with grenades, and then basically was guiding a Marine tank through an enemy minefield when he was uh, he was killed, unfortunately. Okay, the second guy, Henry Mucci, West Point graduate, Colonel Mucci, survived Pearl Harbor. He then joined the Army Rangers. He led the rescue of, of 513 prisoners from the Bataan oh. Death March, okay? Right. And apparently uh, they they cr- had to crawl in darkness to this uh, prison camp on their stomachs. Um, and they, uh, you know, and they were they were fired on when they were trying to, of course, release these uh, prisoners. Um, but they managed to get every single prisoner out of the camp, and there were only two Army Rangers that were lost in the battle. Now, this next guy is a guy, we, if you're Italian-American, you all know and love this guy, Yogi Berra. Remember Yogi Berra? Yeah. I mean, of course, he was famous, he was famous. He was a baseball, right? Oh, yeah, he was the most famous baseball catcher of all time for the right. New York Yankees. I think he has the... I learned from you. I think he has the most um, uh, World Series rings of anybody in history, okay? Really? But unlike most players when they got, you know, drafted for World War II who just decided, well, they were going to play it safe and they were just going to play in the, uh, in the uh, military uh, baseball team, Abera actually put his career on hold. He listed in the Navy as a gunner's mate. He actually was part of the D-Day invasion, okay? Um, and he, and he was also later participated in Operation Dragoon, which was the invasion of southern France. And, you know, talk about a guy. Here's a guy who won all of these medals wow. you know, for his heroism in World War II. Then he goes on to become one of the most you know, famous and greatest legendary baseball players of all time, winning more, more uh, World Series rings than anybody else. This next guy... Actually, is a cousin of mine, believe like a second or third cousin, really? Anthony D'Amato. Anthony P. D'Amato. Um, as you know, my family comes from, uh, when they moved here from Italy, they settled in upstate New York and Pennsylvania. So this guy was from Shenandoah, Pennsylvania. D'Amato enlisted in the Marine Corps. He took place in a uh, thing called Operation Torch, where they landed in, uh, in North Africa, and they helped uh, later. he helped later on to uh, just secure the Marshall Islands. Um, interestingly, this is the type of person he was. When a grenade was thrown into a foxhole, he dived on the grenade, which, of course, instantly killed him, but it saved the other Marines there with him, and he was then posthumously um, awarded the Medal of Honor and the Purple Heart. Uh, and last but not least, we have Gino Merrily, okay? Gino Merrily uh, saw lots of action, uh, he was at in, uh, at D-Day, the Battle of the Bulge. Most famously, those remembered in Belgium. Okay, in Belgium, they were attacked by German soldiers. They're outnumbered like like three to one. Okay, they fought all night long. And this, what, and what Merle kept doing is, when the Germans would get close, he would fake it like he was dead. He would one time have one of the Germans come up and stab him a couple times with his knife, but he still somehow or other remained. You know, he didn't move. And then the minute the Germans turned turned around, he would shoot him, and he basically held this whole thing for all night long. When they found him the next day, he was standing there. There were 50 enemy bodies in front of him, if you can believe that. 
So those are just some of the heroic stories of Italian-American veterans who served in the U.S. Armed Forces in the 20th century. And on that note, we're going to be right back after this short break. Don't go away. Here is a word from our sponsors. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, titosvodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance, fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Isernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Isernio Sausage. Visit Isernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Titosvodka.com. Miss a show on KKNW? Check out 1150kknw.com for podcasts of many of our programs. That's 1150kknw.com. We're back with West Coast Italian Radio. And you know, Marchi, and now this is, of course, as you know, my favorite part of the show is always our food and our beverage segment brought to us by our great sponsor, Tito's Vodka. And Tito's does so much for our community. In fact, they do so much for veterans. Uh, they support a lot of the stuff that La Stella Foundation does every year for veterans. And, folks, during this holiday season coming up, when you want to make those cocktails really special, make sure you use Tito's Vodka. So now, Marcia, you know, I, I got yeah. something special for you here. I was reading something. I want to know because... Well, yeah, so so this is what I did. I went online. I figured, you know, we do every week we do either recipes or we do different, you know, drinks like spritzers, the aperitivos. But I thought, okay, let's do something a little different today. Let's talk about what type of food uh, was eaten by the Italian mill or is eaten. You know, by the Italian military. We always hear about, you know, uh, when, you know, we see in all the war movies, the guys are eating rations, or like if you're watching episodes of MASH, they're eating in the mess tent, okay? So, let's first of all talk about, this is according to what I found on Google, about what the Italian rations, okay? So if you're a soldier, you're out on maneuvers, or you're in the middle of a battle, what's in your ration pack, okay? You have a breakfast shot, which is 40% of an alcohol cordial, all right? So I don't exactly know what that means unless maybe it's like limoncello or, you know, grappa. But anyway, you get a shot to start your day off with. So I'm already liking this here. All right, then you get a bag of powdered cappuccino, which I'm sure you probably would mix with some hot water. There you got your cup. You get a box of biscotti. I got to tell I'm going to sign up. Gets better. It gets. You get a bag of pasta, which like the macro, the little uh, ma- ma- macaroni things. You okay. get cans of uh, pasta, pasta fagioli. pasta fagioli soupa, so macaroni and bean soup. Right. You get another can which has marinara and cheese sauce in it. Uh, you get another can that has carne and salsa sauce. So you get three cans of sauce, 
I mean, come on, you look like a gourmet meal. No, no wonder everybody signs up for the Italian military. If you're in the Italian Navy, how do they get their breakfast, okay? Every morning, they get pasta, you know, a different amount. They get fish, basically anything that swims. They get bread and uh, uh, olive oil and vinegar. That's what the bulk of it is. And that's kind of their usual diet. Some of the troops that are in the mountains, they, uh, they self-organize together and they cook a uh, polenta. Okay, polenta huh? like is a very, very popular food up there. That they did, you know what they call those? Alpini. Alpini, that's right, that's right. All right. And then if you're in an Italian mess hall, so for, now forget about the rations, now you're back eating at the mess hall. Uh-huh. Uh, they basically, you know, it's like with the Italian national diet, lots and lots of pasta. Uh, they're going to have canned meats and vegetables. And this, I like this last part. You can get as much wine as you want to drink. And in certain conditions, you get a lot of cognac too. You gotta love the Italians. Are you real? I mean. I tell you one thing. Alpini, they're still the one that do celebration every Sunday in the center. And they're right there with wine and cheese. So now, Marcy, interestingly, I, I did a little more research here. I can and see. And I don't know if you know this next thing, but I found out the real reason that mm. Mussolini lost the war. And this is, this is, I got this stuff right out of the history books, okay? So, Mussolini loved garlic. He thought French food was worth, worthless, but he, 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 he loved a very simple meal just made of salad and some chopped garlic and a little bit of oil and fresh lemon juice. That was it. Okay. What, 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 what caused Mussolini to fail? He hated to eat. He was one of the few Italians in history that actually hated to eat, and he actually hated pasta. He should have been the dictator of a different country because, you know, for you to not like to eat, for you to hate pasta and be the head of Italy, you know, you got problems coming up. He very quickly made pasta Italy's number one enemy, okay? He said that pasta made people weak and lazy. It wasn't good for soldiers. He felt the same way, by the way, about bread. And as you know, Italians eat a lot of pasta and a lot of bread. All right, so basically uh, he came up with, this was what Mussolini came up with, you know, these solutions, okay? First of all, he stopped stopped the country from uh, eating wheat products. He basically made it illegal for you to eat pasta or bread, where you had to eat a lot less of them anyway, okay? Okay. Number two, uh, his plan was to stop the production of wheat, which, you know, primarily they used to make pasta and bread. And basically, his whole idea was just not to eat. You should eat just less of everything, eat very little, uh, because that's how he was, because he wouldn't eat well. So, you know, basically, this was one of the reasons it contributed to all the famine in Italy during the Second World War, because basically he forced people to stop eating bread, to stop eating pasta. Now, a lot of Italians, as a result of this, you know, they started secretly growing their own wheat or finding ways to get it. Um, right. The dictator then decided that he uh, he made it illegal for anybody to grow wheat. How They still okay. somehow found out how to get it, though, some secret ways. Um, as prices rose, of course, because you know, there was created a shortage, there, everybody's production went down, including the soldiers. So it was the exact opposite of what he wanted. And people mm-hmm. were very, very unhappy with him. Because of that. So, um, interestingly, after Mussolini's death, Uh pasta became Italy's national food. And they say that it was because of the country's rebellion 
against uh -huh. the dictator, rebellion against fascism. And one thing we know that is clear, it's going to take more than, you know, an unrelenting dictator to stop Italians from eating pasta. So All what right. do you think about that? That So you tell me that's what, why it was the death of Mussolini. It was well, that's why Italians started to hate him. That's why they started to hate him, because he wouldn't let him eat pasta. He wouldn't let him eat bread. He made it illegal. And then everybody started to starve. You had all, I, I remember people telling me all these famines. Eating. It, was our, it was our meal at that time, most of right. everything. That's really uh, crazy you know, to remove completely that two type of food that we use a lot. That we still well, he, well, he, remember, he hated to eat. He just hated eat. So he thought everybody should just be like him and eat just a little bit. And, you know, wow. and that's the problem he got with dictators. So what are you going to do? Good job, Tony. I like it. It was really interesting. I like this too recipe. I didn't have no food. Well, there we go. So you know, now you got the real story, of course, right here from West Coast Italian Radio. Now it's time for our Artist of the Week segment. And this week we have a very special Artist of the Week. We've actually done this. Uh, in the past, uh, but I think it's one of those things that deserves our repeating because it's about Bon Jovi and the song Unbroken, which is his veteran theme song from the film To Be of Service. A little bit about this song is uh, when Bon Jovi appeared last Christmas uh, 2019 for the tree lighting ceremony at Rockefeller Center. Uh, he was able to share a moment with the men and women of the military by performing his song, Unbroken, uh, at that ceremony. Again, this, this song is featured in the documentary, To Be of Service, which is currently available on Netflix. The song and the documentary shine a light on veterans who struggle with post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, uh, as it's better known for. And, you know, as Bon Jovi said, it's much bigger and more important than giving presents, you know, when you think about all the men and women who served who are now gone. And uh, Bon Jovi basically explained this to the audience. The song is written from the perspective of a soldier who has PTSD. He's living with the ghosts of combat. It takes the listener from the idealistic soldier's starting journey at boot camp through battle to night sweats and heartache. And Bon Jovi also, although, found a way to end the song on a, on a positive, hopeful note. His basic thought of the song is, you know, he wanted to give the soldiers something they could be proud of. Instead of leaving them in a dark place, he wanted them to have a sense of pride, the same type of pride as when they put on their uniform the first time. Um, now, another thing about this song that is really fantastic, Bon Jovi was particularly moved when he was making the song and, uh, he, you know, and, 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 uh, as a theme for the movie, uh, to be of service. He was very moved by all the way that the service dogs were used to be very, very therapeutic for veterans, much more useful than prescribed medication. So he and his band decided they would donate 100% of the proceeds from all the downloads of the song Unbroken to the Patriotic Service Dog Foundation. And Bon Jovi is well known for his work with veterans. It's kind of a pers personal mission for him. In recent times, he has raised over $1 million to build housing for homeless veterans. So let's give a listen right now to the song Unbroken 
from the movie To Be of Service, as written and performed by John Bon Jovi. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150. And we are back. This is Tony Lestola with West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian radio show. I have a very, very special guest today, Renato Bacci. He is the president of the Italian American Veteran Museum, and he is a retired U.S. Army colonel. Renato, welcome to West Coast Italian Radio. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So, um, you know, I was very, very thrilled to find out we have an Italian-American veteran museum. Now, where, where are you located at? The museum is actually in one of the suburbs of Chicago. It's called Stone Park, very small suburb. Uh, but actually what we are part of is a thing called Casa Italia, which is sort of an Italian cultural center. Used to be a seminary years back. Gotcha. And for a while it, it just sat there and then finally the Italian community said, let's, let's do something with it. So there's all kinds of activities going on at Casa Italia. We're just one small section of it. We, uh, occupy one of the floors of one of the buildings. Gotcha. And, well, you know, it's interesting. We have actually a Casa Italiana that, that we've just purchased property for here in the Northwest that they're in the process of developing, and eventually it's going to be a place similar to that where all of the different Italian groups in this area can meet kind of as their home ground, you know? Yep. Yeah, so now exactly. tell me, how long has the Italian-American Veteran Museum, I mean, how long has it been in existence? It was open on Memorial Day in 2006. There was a, a local Italian lawyer, Tony Fornelli, who 
was always interested in having a museum. He wanted to honor in particular his uncle, who was a Silver Star medal winner from uh, the Guadalcanal battle. And he tried to get other people interested in it, just was running out of patience. So he threw some money together, and we opened the museum back in 2006. Runs on a small, almost insignificant budget, all donations, and mainly the board of directors uh, does a lot of the work, uh, and we're open usually on Saturdays. Of course, during this pandemic, we require you to, ahead of time, tell us you're coming. Right, And yeah. you're limited to 10 people, and then you can have somebody take you on a tour of the museum. You know, that's fascinating. I mean, I got it. When, when next time I, when I get to Chicago, I love Chicago. Uh, and I haven't been there for a few years, but I definitely will come by and we'll do the tour and uh, we'll, we'll break some bread together. You know, interestingly, um, a lot of our listeners may not be aware that in the 20th century, the Italian-Americans were the number one ethnic um, you know, group that was serving in the U.S. Armed Forces, everything from you know, World War I, World War II, Vietnam, and so forth. And that, you know, we have the Italian-Americans have a presence going back, you know, to the foundation of this country. I mean... Uh, my great great grandfather, many many generations back, actually uh, was friends with George Washington. Uh, served with him, fought with him, had dinner with him uh, there at Mount Vernon, and so you know we have a long proud history. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, within the museum, we have exhibits that cover just about everything that you can imagine, from the Revolutionary War uh, all the way up to the current conflicts. We have displays of all kinds of uh, memorabilia, equipment, uniforms, and interestingly enough, we have uh, uh, several pieces of artwork done by military people, paintings and, and so forth, that, that were done while they were on duty. But, of course, my favorite exhibit, with hands down, is our Medal of Honor winner exhibit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 27 yeah. Medal of Honor winners highlighted in that exhibit, and the Department of the Army loaned us, we never own it, loaned us an actual Medal of Honor. It sits within that exhibit in its own secured case. Wow, that is fantastic. That's fantastic. So now, um, how back, so so your museum that will actually include veterans that maybe served back for the last several centuries. Yeah, most of our memorabilia, of course, starts from the Second World War on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's just, and we, we have some weaponry, but a, a lot of interesting things, just a, Absolutely. a mix of things. Absolutely. So now your own personal background, are, are, did, were you born and raised in Chicago? Sure was. Born and raised here. Uh, went to, to Loyola University, one of the big schools here for undergrad. Then went into the Army right after college, did three years active duty, came out, decided to stay in the reserves, did 27 years in the reserve components, a lot of different assignments. Wow. Uh, But the most interesting assignment by far, the most interesting one was I was mobilized for Bosnia. Really? Yeah, I was at that time, I was a vice president of a bank. I had to walk into my boss and say, Hey, you know, when you hired me, I told you I was in the reserves, but, yeah. you know, unlikely that I'd be called. Well, uh, I'm leaving January 2nd. 
And, uh, that was that was interesting. And what ha- ended up happening, I was in a reserve unit that specializes in helping reconstruct societies after the war. Uh, you might remember things like uh, Monuments Men with, uh, you know, more right, recent. Right, right. I remember that. Yeah. And those are people in, in the part of the Army called Civil Affairs. During the Second World War, it was called Military Government. The idea is these people bring civilian skills with them. The most famous story is, of course, uh, the uh, Bell from Ad- for Adano, which was oh, yeah. a movie. And, and so we did that. I went to Bosnia as a senior vice president of a bank, and uh, I got involved in helping the World Bank reconstruct the society there, helping the bankers figure out what they were doing. Wow, that's really something. So now, uh, do you have um, some special events, some special things coming up? I, I know right now, like you said, we're in the middle of Corona, uh, you know, and the COVID-19 here. But, I mean, under normal circumstances, I'm sure you must do certain special events during the year, right? And stuff yes. that, like, once we get past this, you'll probably resume. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, we, we've done a lot of invited speakers, and, and people can come into the museum and it's totally free. They, you know, we ask for donations at the end. But my my most interesting one was we had last year in in nineteen we had a WW two reconnaissance photographer, a Navy reconnaissance photographer. He had an wow. amazing collection of, of videos. And this guy was in his nineties, did a tremendous job. Our curator, our historical curator, was interviewing him, but he was just as lively and interesting as can be. That's Another fantastic. event that, that I want to just touch on is in January of this year, before all this craziness, we had a veterans fair where we brought in 18 different organizations that could help veterans. And we hosted this along with Cook County, which is the local county here in, in the Chicago area. And uh, what any veteran from any period, any ethnic, didn't have to be Italian, came in and was able to ask questions to various organizations that could help them, including the government agencies. So VA was there, you know, the local uh, military hospital was there, you know, our, our VA hospital. A lot of good questions were asked, and, and that was in January of this year. So we're going to do more of those in the future. You know? Well, that's fantastic. We do a big veteran fair out here each year, also in the spring, down at the uh, Tacoma Dome, that another nonprofit does. We're involved with it. It's a wonderful thing. They have a lot of organizations there, both government and private, that can re- give resources to veterans. So it's a really good thing, especially, you know, since once these guys get out of the military, there frequently is a lot of uh, support they need that they no longer receive, you know. So it's good to do those type of things. Interesting, you talk about World War II and that you're having the, your aerial photographer come with his collection. I had a fantastic opportunity about a year ago. We, we do, a, we have a, a, a military museum near where I live and every year they do a big tank fest. So they have all these tanks. They probably have 30, 40 tanks, not just from the U.S., but all over the world. And I go there typically with a friend of mine who's the protocol officer from JBLM. Last year, he brought a four-star general with him, a retired guy, 92 years old, General Thomas Cole. You can look him up. And Cole, during the Second World War, was the first lieutenant who served under Patton in the tank division. Yeah, in the tank division. Yeah. 
And so this guy, let me tell you, he was like a walking encyclopedia. He told us every single tank that we went to, he had a story about it, a battle about it. I told the curator of the museum, well, you should get a recorder and tape this guy, and then you could do that in everything. So it's really important, I think, uh, what you're doing and keeping that history alive, putting on these things and, you know, and, and, and recording some of these things, because obviously these folks, the few of them that are with us now are not going to be with us a lot longer, you know? And one of my, one of my specialties was armor. I started as an infantry officer, did armor for a while, and then at the end of my career did this civil affairs military government aspect. Wow. Wow. That's fantastic. I want to very much appreciate your service and, uh, and also everything you do to keep, uh, you know, the Italian American veteran history alive. I have a question. I mean, you know, like one of the things that we're challenged with, of course, I think across this country, is, you know, keeping our Italian heritage alive for the young people, trying to get our the next generations, our children, our grandchildren involved with this. So what type of stuff are you doing to encourage that? Well, we've brought school groups through the museum, and that's that's one of our favorite things to do because, you know, when kids see all these different things there, the uniforms, the equipment, the weapons, we have a collection of different swords, and, you know, just everything that's there just amazes them. Oh, yeah. uh, I know my my grandson uh, went there the first time when he was ten. He's now thirteen, but uh, he was just fascinated by all this and kept asking me a lot of questions about that. Some of the equipment there is stuff that I recognize from the sure sure. You know, one one of the things I wanted to mention is if you get on our website, you know, and it's a very simple website, Italian American Veterans Museum. So it's I A V Museum, all one word. Yeah, yeah. And we do. Uh, every week we do a blast and we rate, uh, and, and talk about movies that are military themed movies. And right. many of them you can watch for free. Just link from our oh, website. Sure, sure, yeah. So, so that's, well, that's one of the things we So again, we, let, let me repeat that for our listeners here. The address for the, the, the on a web website address for the Italian American Veterans Museum is iavmuseum.org. IAVmuseum.org. Make sure you check them out. You can find a lot about them online. And of course, if you're going to be in Chicago, right? And, and I think we also have some listeners out of the Chicago area on the internet, then make sure you uh, contact them, check them out and find out when you can go by and see them. Is there anything you'd like to add here at the end before uh, we run out of time? Uh, just one thing we, we did a few years back put together a documentary called 5,000 Miles from Home. And it's all about Italians during the Second World War. It's very interesting video. We won a local Emmy for it. That's fantastic. Can they find that on your website? Exactly, yes. So it's 5,000 miles from home. We're definitely going to check that out and let people know about that. Renato, we thank you so much for your service to this country, for what you're doing right now, you and your, your organization, to keep the heritage of Italian-American veterans and their memory alive. God bless you. Happy Veterans Day to you. And this is Tony Listella with West Coast Italian Radio. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Don't go away. 
Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. And now our song of the week in honor of Veterans and Veterans Day, America Be Strong, written and performed by yours truly, Tony LaStella. There's a melody heard around the world, the sound of liberty, from Seattle to Miami. One voice, we sing the song. America, America, be strong. America, be strong. Stand tall and carry on. With freedom ringing through the land, refusing to be gone. America, be strong. We'll sing this victory song. God bless this land. America, be strong. You can see them down in Dallas and on every New York street. See the people all unite as one. Our spirit can be pride that moves the nation as it echoes far and long. America, America, be strong. Song of the Week by Tony Lestone and the Goombas 
for all the veterans out there. And, you know, now I think a good way to do our last segment here of the show is to bring back my co-host there from Italy. And let's do some Italian phrases just geared for today's, for this week's holiday. Hey, Marcia, you still there? I'm still here, Tony. All right. So now it's time for us to do Italian phrases. And, uh, you know, I've taken it upon myself because, this, you know, it's it's American here. It's This week is Veterans, Veterans Day this Wednesday. So I wanted to come up with some Italian Veterans Day words and phrases and see what you think of these, okay? I wanted okay. to start out with something that I, I, I know some people know. I don't know if all of our listeners know this. So we, and we've talked about this in the past. We've talked about Filippo Mazzei. Filippo Mazzei, okay? Mm-hmm. He was an Italian physician, a winemaker, an arms dealer, plus he was a very close friend of Thomas Jefferson, okay? Now, interestingly, Mazzei acted as an agent to purchase arms for Virginia to help, you know, the Americans win the American Revolutionary War against England, okay? Mm-hmm. But what a lot of people don't know uh, is that Mazzei was also a writer. He had a newspaper. He published different uh, things. And he was the person who was famous for creating the phrase, all men are created equal, which Thomas Jefferson loved that phrase so much, he borrowed it from his friend, and he used it, of course, in the Declaration of Independence. So I'm going to let you read the phrase for us. Go ahead and read it as in the original Italian. This is what Filippo Mazzai originally wrote. Tutti gli uomini sono per natura egualmente liberi e indipendenti. Which translated is all men are created equal with to be to be free and independent, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. There you go. Yes. So that was where that came from. So it's amazing how much, again, our heritage, even back to our founding fathers, ties in with the Italians. Okay. And like well, I said, me, I think. I like Thomas Jefferson. He likes so much Italian. He loved Andrea Palladio. If oh, yeah. Know. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And he built the, the rotonda from my. Uh, city. So, well, like we said earlier uh, t- in, the, in the broadcast, one of my uh, relatives many, many, many uh, generations back on my father's mm-hmm. side actually fought with um, George Washington in the Revolutionary War. Used to be, it was a personal friend of his, dined with him at Mount Vernon. Um, so, you know, Italian-Americans do go back for several centuries to the founding of our country. Now, let's talk about some other important words you need to know Italian words for Veterans Day. Hit it. Let's go. Soldato. Soldato, soldier. That's right. Patriotico. 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 Mm -hmm. Patriot. Difendere. Difendere. Defend. Coraggioso. Coraggioso. Brave. Sacrificio. Sacrificio. Sacrifice. Onorare. Onorare, honor. Eroe. Eroe, hero. Veterano. Veterano, veteran. And I think we should leave everybody today. uh, Let's, you know, tell everybody how they can wish, you know, their, 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 their veteran of their choice a happy Veterans Day in Italian. Felice giorno dei veterani. 
Felice Giorno dei Veterani. All right, folks, there you got your Italian phrases of the day. Well, folks, that pretty much wraps up our show today. We want to thank you so much for listening. And again, we want to wish a happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there, all the Italian-American veterans and all the veterans of every nationality. Thank you for your service. We'll be back next week with a brand new show. This is Tony LaStella, your host with West Coast Italian Radio and the Italian Radio Show. God bless. <laughs>